Hello, hello, and welcome to another Hometown Daily News Show. Today is April 3rd, 2023. Season 2, Episode 93, Closed Offices, Allergic Trains, Games, and More News. I am Marwat, and thanks for visiting the Hometown Daily News Show. Let's get straight into the articles. Hello, everybody. I am Marwat. Sorry, I'm looking at various eh, monitors, control panels, and uh, trying to make sure that everything is all lined up properly. Um, Got a new configuration for the music. um, Put our goal back up there. Uh, It had been missing for a little while. Um, The AI isn't here today. And uh, normally I would break down what all of the articles are. So I'm going to read it from my uh, control panel here in uh, hometown central. And uh, what we're going to end up talking about is uh, the last of us being fiction, but deadly fungi are not. And uh, this is something we've talked about before. Um, Another allergic train. Uh, The train is allergic to its tracks. And so it decides that it's got to jump off. Uh, McDonald's closes its office, uh, offices, plural, uh, ahead of impending layoffs. There is a, uh, cyberpunk life simulator, um, that is releasing its final free DLC. UBS may slash up to 30% of its workforce following Credit Suisse takeover. Cineworld, which is one of the, um, companies that we've spoken about before where they've basically been hit by the pandemic so hard that they're they (laughs) launched themselves into bankruptcy um and apparently they've figured out a solution but there and there's a big but there um al franken's comedy news experience goes from a weekend update to uh, a daily show and uh al franken started well we'll talk about it when we get there um and i'll give you my (laughs) anecdotal perspective of al franken and eh, it's a little i don't know we'll talk about it (laughs) um physicists created the slits in time and discovered uh some new physics And um, the banking crisis hammered crude oil so much that OPEC decided that it was going to shock the uh, um, entire uh, world by cutting its uh, production by a million barrels Um, out of the blue. Just nobody, as far as I know, nobody knew that it was coming and then they just kind of dropped it out there. We'll talk about it a little bit more. And then finally, five new Steam games that you probably missed um, from um, a, a regular uh, topic here in hometown. But let's just get into it. I am. Um, I'm just kind of fumbling through my words today. I'm vamping entirely. Um, OK, so the very first article is over in the mobile channel. The Last of Us is fiction. Deadly fungi outbreaks are unfortunately reality. this is something that we've been talking about uh, periodically. Um, now there's a couple of 
uh, really bad ones that are coming up again and again and again. And uh, maybe they'll talk about it in the article. Otherwise, I'll just kind of highlight this particular source's content. Uh, but anyway, recent Ebola and Marburg outbreaks in Africa gain our attention but are limited despite a high uh, mortality rate by the difficulty of transmission. Apparently, well, it's because it's not airborne. It's in, in blood and, and um, other bodily fluids. Um, as well as the advent of a new Ebola vaccine with Marburg soon to follow. Yes, there's a bunch of uh, vaccinations essentially that are coming out. Um, but this is the one that is really spooking people because it's very resistant. Um, Dr. Mark Siegel is a, an opinion contributor over at thehill.com for this particular article. And the caption under this, and if you're watching it on the stream or you are um, watching this over on YouTube, you won't get this when you're listening to the podcast, obviously. And if you're here in Twitch, um, then this here is Candida auris. And this particular strain is very resistant. It's a fungus um, and it's kind of exploding onto the scene. Um, with the CDC kind of uh, giving notices regularly nowadays. At any rate, um, we also are coupling things with um, bird flu, which is still causing uh, chicken and egg prices to be astronomical, uh, sometimes upwards around three times what they were pre-pandemic because it happened at the same time. So this bird flu stuff has been going on for years and years and years, but there was a really big culling that was taking place while the pandemic was underway. It came to a, a, a peak, a crescendo here at the end of the pandemic, just in time for um, everybody to say, you know what, uh, instead of having record profits still during this time, why don't we start raising the prices even more? Um, plus, it's not like they're really hurting to resupply the culling of chickens for crying out loud. Uh, they are made all the time. They're basically, well, I don't know. There's a lot of people that love chickens, but anyway, um, now you've got additional things like this fungal outbreak. Um, and it says here, this is really interesting. The National Science Advisory Board for Biosecurity has expressed concern about certain fungi on their radar, both in terms of natural occurrences, um, as well as the inherent risk of manipulating them in a laboratory. And, and what they're referring to is gain of function modifications at the genetic level to uh, enable them to do something that they wouldn't normally do. That's one of the issues that they're talking about with COVID-19 is that in Wuhan, which is a uh, laboratory for virology, um, they gave it function and they being researchers in the institution. And then it was accidentally quote unquote released um, in a wet market. In, nowadays there's differing perspectives that it wasn't necessarily a bad bat so all of my jokes about slapping the bad bat out of somebody's mouth may not be accurate um, but it was something else uh, some other animal but regardless it was a bad animal that i got to slap out of somebody's mouth um so then there's the last of us where they're talking about 
It's an HBO series about a fungus based on the uh, ant zombie fungi cordyceps, which actually takes control of, this is a real thing. This is a, uh, it, it basically, um, <laughs> takes over the brain of an ant and makes it walk up to some high place and then it sprouts um little buds that break open and the fungus spreads and lands on somebody uh, on something and and invades that too um so anyway it says that it mutates and becomes uh, human to human and uh this is the same thing as Resident Evil 4, um, if I remember right, uh, which is all the rage right now here on Twitch. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, um, just do a search. It's one of the categories here on Twitch. Um, is this actually possible? I think that ultimately it is. It just has to get to that point where it is infectious enough that it and it can pass the brain blood barrier um, where a lot of things are stopped before they get to the brain um, but it is a fungus so it just needs to find a way in and survive long enough to uh, build up enough that it can contaminate something and take over now and and it's all instinctive so the the moment somebody survives longer with this um, fungus inside you and you end up going somewhere and contaminating people and that longer living more capable more adapted uh, fungus survives it is evolution it's your it is evolving in real time and it can do this faster than us humans because it's not as complex so it's kind of like um, there's like a fruit fly that goes through generation after generation every like 14 minutes or something like that it's crazy how fast they replicate but the strongest is going to survive so at some point yeah we could probably end up with a human to human ant zombie fungi cordyceps that passes from human to human and it all starts with this in a petri dish where somebody with a questionable and squishy moral and ethical compass decides you know yeah let's see what we can do um and it's akin to the ai question about putting a six month moratorium on uh ai we may do it but there's no nothing stopping everybody else from doing it and they can continue to evolve this or something else and not everybody in fact uh, some people will take that as weakness. Well, you're too much of a wuss to push this to the limit, but I'm not. Um, so they'll, <laughs> they'll sell their services basically to whoever is willing to pay for it. Um, and so I think outbreaks are definitely possible and with climate change, maybe more capable because the environment is more, uh, rich for a fungi to grow um in a different mm, i don't know should i use the word moist a, a more a, a more um fungi conducive environment because of global warming 
um, or climate change, I should say. So we'll see. I mean, we've got scientists that are pulling ice cores out of stuff that hasn't been seen for, you know, millions of years. And then we go, Hey, let's bring it back to life. And this is how you end up with a human to human cordyceps fungus. But with that in mind, let me throw this URL into chat and um, there you have it. You can follow that link through hometown and that will um, lead you to the actual source, which is the hill. I already said that. Anyway, uh, the next article is over in the Daily News Show, and that's this show. Over two dozen train cars derail with many falling into a river. It says the incident involved a train with 25 cars, many of which appear to have been carrying beer. So I didn't get an alert on my phone, so it must not be that serious. Uh, otherwise, they would have called me and said, hey, come and drink some beer. Uh, Thomas Kika is the author of this. I don't know if this is the same. Whenever I look at Newsweek, there's a video that's attached, but it may or may not be the one that's actually associated with the article. Um, so let me just I'll just read about it. Um, according to NBC Montana, the train derailed at around 920 a.m. local time on a track operated by Montana Rail Link. This really does read, okay, operated by the Montana Rail Link Company. Um, the incident occurred near the town of Quinns, located roughly 70 miles northwest of Missoula, which, uh, unless you're in Montana, I suppose you don't, or you visited this and you know all of this, I guess it's good, you know, GPS style. Anyway. Uh, located roughly 70 miles northwest of Missoula near the western Idaho border. So now we know exactly where it is, right? Anyway, Dominic Vitiello, um, a reporter for NBC Montana, shared photos of the scene and um, on Monday showing a frenzied tangle of rail cars stuck at various angles along the banks of a river with some appearing to be partially submerged. So I don't think that this is it, um, but I have seen those pictures. It's... Um, pretty much exactly what you think there isn't much more to it um but uh as far as i know like it says in the article um i hadn't seen anything else about it being toxic material or hazardous material unless you count beer um being uh, hazardous or toxic it really depends on who you are uh by the way there's a beer simulator now um out on um Twitch, uh, not Twitch. Uh, well, it's probably play, being played on Twitch right now, uh, but it's over on Steam. It just dropped. Let me, I'll tell you the name. Uh, this actually doesn't have anything to do with the show um, other than it's something else to, where is it? Oh my goodness. Oh man. Talk about getting sidetracked. <sighs> anyway, yeah, there's a, a beer simulator. Um, Maybe I can find it while I'm talking about this stuff but let's move on to the next article um this next article is in hatch ideas and there you go um mcdonald's closes all u.s offices ahead of impending layoffs according to a report employees were told to work from home monday through wednesday as corporate 
uh, has decided to handle all layoffs and terminations virtually because nothing says that you got your head wrapped around uh, your business, like telling everybody that they have to come into work because uh, I guess the pandemic is over, but stay home from work because you're about to get your ass fired. Um, Emily Rella over at entrepreneur.com put this article together and uh, yeah, they're going to be firing everybody virtually. Um, so very compassionate, caring. Um, if you want it your way, this is not the way. Um, and if uh, you're planning to, if you're loving it, you're going to about to be hating it because you're about to get fired. Um, but you don't know who it is and, and not exactly when either. So it says employees were told to work from home beginning Monday through Wednesday. So corporate can handle the layoffs and terminations virtually. Employees were also told to cancel all meetings with outside clients this week. So this is at the same time, by the way, this is something that I've been telling people automation and what amounts to mechanizing everything um, from the front cash wrap all the way to the back. We're removing the human component of it, which means that jobs are being reduced to uh, wrapping up stuff. And even that when it becomes economically sound for a business to replace a person wrapping stuff up or picking up French fries and throwing them into a container, they're gone too. But the hard workers that have been doing this sometimes for their entire life, 30 years, um, it, they're replaced uh, of, by automation. Now, some people, and I've actually heard this said to me, um, if you've been a, a McDonald's worker for 30 years, then there's a problem, but that's rather narrow-minded. Um, and <laughs> that hard work, even if it's five years, you know, five years worth of work is a, a quarter of a standard career, a standard career being 20 years. Um, so you are summarily dismissed. And uh, the result is that with automation and with uh, AI and your previous years of hard work, um, you are earning enough money for them to replace you as soon as possible. Um, and MKBHD just got done talking about something similar with AI. Um, because the objective of all of this technology is to replace the human, uh, not necessarily, we may see it as consumers. It's bettering our options, right? Like I have the ability to create products using AI, um, uh, for my business. Um, and I have the ability to use AI to facilitate certain, um, solutions in my career, um, which are actually two differing directions, by the way. Um, this being the third thing and actually what I want to do more of. Um, so be sure to follow um, and go over to YouTube and let me know that you're interested in this stuff there too. Because um, I don't advertise, I don't go into other people's space and all of that kind of stuff. And I, I don't really do word of mouth either um, by way of like talking to people and say, this is what I do. Um, so I rely on you, the listeners, the watchers, um, to 
promote the show if you dig it. So um, the automation side of all of this means that at some point, creating artwork is automated, creating music. You might hear some music right now. There's no way to know if this is created by an AI or not. Uh, the written word, this could have been written by a, an AI and edited by Emily Rella. I don't think so, but um, it could be in the near future. And um, as I mentioned, MKBHD basically said the exact same thing that I have been saying for uh, close to, I think, a decade now. I've been warning people that AI is going to take jobs. All it, uh, all it requires is to make economic sense for the business because a, a business person's entire mantra since, I don't know, probably the, well, the, the early 80s has been greed is good. Um, and that has persisted. Why? Because it makes people filthy freaking rich even at the cost of everyone's humanity. Um, and I, I am continuing to work on the idea that as you become more um, distanced from the economic impact of being a part of society, you change gears and become a sociopath. Um, I'll, and I'm still working on, on this, the, this <laughs> matrix that shows it, um, but it'll come in time. Uh, that said, McDonald's was sitting there saying this, in the same time frame that they're firing people, we must accelerate the pace of our restaurant openings to fully capture the increased demand we've driven over the past few years. This is the CEO who's saying this. We're divided into silos with a center segments and markets. This approach is outdated and self-limiting. We are trying to solve the same problems multiple times, aren't always sharing ideas and can be slow to innovate. And that is what's leading to firing people. And the way that you do it is without any humanity. It's basically, yeah, you know, a, a girlfriend or boyfriend or significant other texting the person saying, uh, new phone, who dis? Um, I think it's shitty. And, but maybe they'll step up and give severance that's crazy high considering that their Q1 earnings that were released show that the chain was up 14% year over year, yet they're firing people. So uh, McDonald's um, you can kiss my ass. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to move on to the next article because this is part of the PSA um, series that uh, hometown puts together. Um, this is an article that's from the Hill, but it says put down the cookie dough CDC warns amid salmonella outbreak affecting multiple states. The agency confirmed last week that it's launched, launched an investigation into the outbreak, noting 12 illnesses have been reported. Three individuals have required hospitalization. Um, how many people are truly sick? Unknown other than the fact that some have been reported. Other people don't necessarily go into the hospital. Um, they just have some, you know, more mild issues but apparently it's coming from eating raw cookie dough and that is probably from eggs that are in it um eddie bink over at the hill.com put this article together and uh yeah you gotta you gotta stop 
at least for now. Whatever's going on is causing this, and um, you're going to have to stop. Of the seven people, uh, state and local public health officials were able to speak with, six said that they ate raw cookie dough or batter in the week uh, before they they became sick. Yeah, and it takes a little bit of time. So it says flour doesn't look like raw food, but most flour uh, most flour is raw. The agency explains this means it hasn't been treated to kill germs that cause food poisoning. So they're saying that it's probably from um, the dough, uh, but I'm thinking that it's coming from the eggs. So I guess we'll see uh, what the ultimate uh, resolution of this is. Uh, every year, salmonella salmonella. Uh, causes roughly 1.35 million illnesses and 420 deaths. Other uh, recent salmonella outbreaks have been linked to alfalfa sprouts, raw salmon, bearded dragons. All CDC investigations into these outbreaks have been closed, though. Um, and eating raw dough or batter can also lead to E. coli infections. Um, so you're you should just stop. Don't. Don't lick the spoon. Don't, you know, uh, take the little beaters. Don't do anything. Just put it into the oven, cook it, bake it, get it done. And apparently um, the states that have reported it so far, are California, Iowa, Minnesota, Missouri, Nebraska, uh, New York, Ohio, Oregon, Tennessee, Virginia, Illinois has reported two cases. So if uh that isn't an outbreak i don't know what is let's keep on hustling through this news um the next article is in the warcrafter channel uh, i have not heard of this i haven't seen this it's called citizen sleeper uh, cyberpunk life sim rpg citizen sleepers third final free dlc is live um, i'm gonna go straight over to uh, pcgamer.com and jody mcgregor is the author of this it says purge is out now that's apparently the 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 latest um dlc for citizen sleeper so uh they first wrote a review in 2022 they said that the uh, the best recommendation that they could give it is that it let me build a life i wanted to keep living this DLC promises uh, to let them do just that. With the release of episode Purge, its announcement says Citizen Sleeper's third episode post-launch DLC expansion is now complete, and the game has even more to offer with a thrilling late-game storyline that delivers an immersive new narrative arc, uh, introducing additional characters, lore, and locations. Players returning to Erlen's eye might even find themselves running into some familiar faces. So this is not the um, video for it, but uh, if there is a video, it's not popping up on my screen. So let me play this one. Um, this is over on YouTube and I'm going to try and mute it real fast. Although I guess I could mute it on my mixer. So let me do that just in case. Yeah, see, it's really. So apparently this is Citizen Sleeper, but I have never played it. Um, but it piqued my curiosity. So I'm very into Cyberpunk. I've played it since its initial releases uh, way back in the original Cyberpunk days um, and, and played every iteration of it. 
um, except for the computer games. I have not bought um, Cyberpunk 2077. So it's really a short video and doesn't really show anything. Um, but there you have it. Um, at any rate, let's check it out together sometime. Maybe I'll play it here um, on Ometown. Okay, so the next article, and we're kind of ripping through all of these, which I don't know, maybe you all like that. Uh, UBS may slash up to 30% of workforce following Credit Suisse takeover, according to a report. The Swiss uh, investment bank UBS Group AG is preparing to lay off as many as 36,000 people in the wake of its takeover of rival Credit Suisse, significantly more than first planned. And um, Mike Murphy over at marketwatch.com put this article together. Uh, this is while Swiss federal um, Swiss federal prosecutors are opening a probe into the bank deal because they're trying to figure out why this actually occurred. Um, and it seemed like it was fast-tracked. And, well, people want to know more. Um, meanwhile, the people in UBS, the, 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 um, account holders in UBS and, and investors in UBS are sitting there saying, well, now we've taken on what might be a contagion, um, from Credit Suisse, uh, because what was the risk that was acquired here? And are we following this? Do we have the same stability that we had prior to it? And can we withstand more shock? Well, depends on, I guess, where they're invested. And if they were really heavily, heavily invested in um, something that can't withstand a shock, then they're going to get this knock on effect of one shock after another, um, eventually causing investors to bow out. But UBS is massive now. Um, and I thought that Silicon Valley Bank would be fine, but. Uh, apparently they couldn't recover because so much wealth continued to pour out of Silicon Valley bank. Um, so I said the moment that this takeover was about to take place, the moment that I heard that UBS was going to take credit Swiss is when I said, um, that people are going to get fired because that's what happens with mergers and acquisitions. Um, and a lot of business people will, will say, well, you know, that's standard, you know, if you don't need it, then we just purge the redundant, um, accounts and, uh, completely, uh, avoiding the fact that you're acquiring an entire business. So really if that business could operate with all of those people in it and you're acquiring all of it, where are you putting all of these people? Uh, or I should say, where are you putting all of this work that used to be an entire other business? And you can't say, well, they, it, it didn't work. That's why it's being acquired. No, no, no. It actually did work. What happened was risky management decided that they were going to push a little too far. And that's what caused it to collapse. Silicon Valley bank and, uh, Credit Suisse could have uh, stayed in perpetuity if they would have just tempered themselves and their risk and did what they're supposed to do, which is to look eight quarters out to verify that they're not going to get crushed by some shock to their liquidity. And how do you avoid that? 
you keep more liquid assets and you get a marginal return on your investment instead of a massive, you know, 12 to 18%, um, which never really got passed on to any of the regular accounts. Only the heavy investors got that kind of money in the C-suite and the, the, the principles of the company. Um, you know, the regular Joe uh, account holders didn't get jack shit except the risk. And now the fear that their account is going to get closed. And now 36,000 people out of a job because you've got to make more money. Think about getting rid of 30% of the workforce, 30%, how much that's going to quote unquote, help the bottom line. But all of that weight is going to be pushed off onto the other employees that are already probably wondering what their work-life balance is going to be. Um, and now they're going to have to deal with more and more and more work. You know, we're supposed to be working so that we have a life, not working our life. So let, let me move on to the next article. Um, this next article is in the stock marketeers channel. I've spoken about Cineworld for a while, a couple of times now. Um, if you just do a search for Cineworld, it'll pull up the other podcasts where they're mentioned. Um, but Cineworld plun shares plunge on deal to exit bankruptcy and no longer sell US and UK um, theaters. They What was going to end up happening, and this is something that I thought was never going to take place. I didn't, I thought Cineworld was toxic at this point. Um, and that the, all of the theaters around here, uh, around Omtown, because there isn't a theater, everybody in Omtown has their own theater. Um, but around Omtown, there are these theaters that are owned by Cineworld by proxy because they own other companies. Um, well, I thought that they, were basically on their way out and they were going to just kind of pare down and break off, sell their theaters and, and other companies would uh, scoop them up and try and keep them in play because uh, they, the market still exists. It's just more expensive and smaller. Although <laughs> uh, some movies are hitting some pretty big numbers. So at any rate, um, this is an article over at Market Watch, and Steve Goldstein is the author. It's funny that they have the Dungeons and Dragons, um, I guess the red carpet. Um, the UK premiere at Cineworld Leicester, um, or Leicester, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Once I hear it, I'm sure I'll remember how to pronounce it. Um, anyway, God. So. Cineworld said that it's restructuring its roughly $5 billion in debt and will come out of Chapter 11 bankruptcy if its deal is approved. Its creditors will receive roughly $800 million of discounted equity while providing $1.5 million in new debt financing. Basically, they're mitigating the loss so that maybe they can recover over time because if they don't, basically Cineworld is going to implode entirely. Well, that sent the stock down 32.52% um, to two pence per share. Um, that is insane. That is insane. 
Um, wow. At any rate, um, see, they're the operator of Cineworld, Regal, Cinema City chains, uh, said that it's taking its US, UK and Ireland theaters off the market while marketing the rest of its business as it has theaters in Poland, Romania, Hungary, Czech Republic, Bulgaria, Slovakia, and Israel. Um, but the US ones um, are all under Regal pretty much. I don't know of any under Cinema City, but maybe that's a regional thing. Um, every Cineworld theater that I know of is, is Regal um, here in the States. Well, I just don't think that it's gonna be able to recover I really don't. And there's no, there's no strategic advantage here. They don't even have a tactical advantage based on regionality. Any competitor can duplicate this if not for the fact that they own the theater. So all they have to do is wait for Cineworld to collapse or not get this approved. And it's really up to every stockholder in Cine um that if they want to try and eke out the possibility of recovery then they can vote um to approve this um what amounts to a bailout um and the the creditors are going to be losing with the expectation that it'll recover but i don't see it recovering um for the foreseeable future. I think people have just become very tech savvy and they can watch their movies in the comfort of their own home. Um, and if they, you know, you don't need massive speakers like you need in a theater. Um, when you are at home, you can get some reasonably priced speakers and an Apple TV and just download it, watch it, you know, via Apple TV or a fire stick or whatever. Um, as long as it's distributed digitally and you have the internet bandwidth to support it. Um, and that, all of that combined is basically the writing on the wall for um, theaters. So let's move on. Um, the next article is over in the continuity report um, because it's coming from vanity and it has something to do with entertainment, um, uh, like TV, movies, um, video anything really and so this is al franken's comedy news experience runs from weekend update where he actually got his start in snl um to uh, the daily show so he did a stint uh, on the daily show he is the host as a guest host on the daily show and um so he said al, this article says uh, al franken spent nine years as a u.s senator from minnesota and basically got ousted for a flub and as far as i recall and now there are people that <laughs> well make al franken look like a nun and um and it had all finally paid off in recent weeks when he logged a stint as a guest host on The Daily Show, Franken turned in some robust impressions of Charles Schumer, Mitch McConnell, Susan Collins uh, during one sketch on the Comedy Central program. Uh, what I saw um, was, um, let me see if they talk about it here. Do, do, do. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's in here. Uh, sorry for the dead air. Uh, let me see. So, 
Yeah, I'm not going to be able to talk about it, really. <laughs> yeah, there was something... Well, hold on one second. I'm not even going to cut this out. Because I want to make sure that I'm talking about the right um, day. Yeah, because it was a while ago, I thought right yeah so lindsey graham was on the daily show but i think it's like two weeks ago and um but the uh the interview that i saw with uh lindsey graham um i i don't even know where that article went because they used to talk to there was somebody that was accusing uh lindsey graham of being lady g um and uh, i thought that that was just kind of interesting like what's going on there but then that person actually like disappeared off the face of the earth um and then uh lindsey graham shows up on the daily show with al franken and the interview is uh uncomfortable very 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 uncomfortable to say the least so it says while franken is uh, one of a number of noted hosts who have helped the show uh, keep spinning after the departure last year of trevor noah um, you might say he has been training for such an appearance for such, uh, for much of his professional life, but I did not like his, uh, entire demeanor. Um, at least with, uh, Lindsey Graham. Um, I know that there is some stress there. They acknowledged it. Um, Lindsey Graham has zero sense of humor or any timing, comedic timing at all. Um, and, and really was a human desiccant as far as I could tell, uh, he, <laughs> a humor desiccant, at least he just kind of sucked the humor right out of the room. Um, this article, by the way, is over at variety.com by Brian Steinberg. And, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I didn't really like Al Franken as the host of the daily show. And, um, I think Trevor Noah, um, did, an okay job, at least uh, from my perspective of humor, um, and to, you know, imparting that knowledge. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I just, I just didn't like, um, what I have seen so far. Um, that said, I guess we'll see what happens, um, with the daily show. It says comedy central invited him to take part at uh, daily where he, Leslie Jones, John Leguizamo, Marlon Wayans, and others have joined the effort to keep on keeping on. But I don't know. Maybe there's a time where um, the Comedy Central's Daily Show, The Daily Show, as it's called, um, has um, met its end and needs to pivot in a different way uh, regarding uh, the news. Uh, it just needs to change. Perhaps. I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, as time goes on, let's keep on hustling through our daily news show. Um, and let me drop this into chat real quick. Uh, this, this article is in uh, Mobile, and it's physicists created slits in time and discovered unexpected physics in experiment. This is pretty interesting. This is over at Vice, which I thought would have been grabbed by phys.org, but apparently not. Scientists have discovered unexpected physics by opening up slits in time. A new study reports, oh, and we have a, a thing called temporology, which is supposed to be about this as well. Um, but apparently um, the gatherer uh, threw it in here. 
Um, at any rate, a new study reports achieving a long-standing dream that can help to probe the behavior of light and pioneer advanced optical technologies. The mind-boggling approach, according to the author, is a time-based variation on the famous double-slit experiment first performed by Thomas Young in 1801, which opened a window into a weird probabilistic world of quantum mechanics by revealing the dual nature of light as both a particle and a wave. Okay, so... Let me back up a little bit. Becky Ferreira is the author of this article and um, the little, I don't know what this line here under the title is referred to as. I'll have to find out. Scientists have achieved a temporal analog to the famous double slit experiment that could lead to new optical technologies. Um, there have been other articles that I've read where it references that photons can actually back up in time and, uh, redetermine what they where they are going to go through the double slit experiment um i would have to hunt down um the other articles that i have read about this and and uh, kind of bone up on it because i i can't really describe it at at least not coming from any perspective of authority so the new temporal version of the test offered a glimpse of the mysterious physics that occur at ultra-fast timescales, which may inform the development of quantum computing systems, among other next-generation applications. In the original version of the double-slit experiment, light passes through two slits that are spatially uh, separated on an opaque screen, and a detector on the other side of the screen records the pattern of uh, light, uh, and they say waves that emerge, but it's actually... Uh, not uh, waves individually um, these experiments show that light waves change direction and interfere with each other after going through the slits demonstrating that light behaves both as a wave and a particle because it could only go through one at a time yet on the other side of the slit it created a wave pattern this insight um, is one of the most important milestones in our ongoing journey into the quantum world and it has since been repeated with other entities such as electrons exposing the trippy phenomena uh, that occurs at the small scale of atoms, uh, probably smaller than that too. Um, anyway, they've created a temporal analog of Young's slit experiment by firing a beam of light at a special metamaterial called indium tin oxide, um, according to the study published on Monday in Nature Physics. So let me see if I can actually um, see if it references what I thought that it was going to reference and I'll scan through this really quick. Um, so when the material is turned on, it essentially became a mirror that allowed the team to record the diffraction patterns of light beams that interacted with the highly reflective surface. The brief moments when the light was reflected off the metamaterials mirror state uh, were the so-called time slits that formed the basis of the experiment. The separation between these slits determined the pattern of oscillations that were observed by the researchers. Um, so in the experiment, we show that this wonder material has an even faster switching speed, 10 to 100 times faster than previously thought, which enables a much stronger control of light. So this material is what's really being uh, an intriguing element in this experiment. Um, the breakthrough paves the way toward new research into the enigmatic properties of light and the many emerging technologies that rely on optical phenomena. The Tyrol and, Tyrol and his 
uh, colleagues are especially eager to try to repeat the experiment with a time crystal, a very strange quantum system that has revolutionized many fields in physics. So down the rabbit hole goes Marwat. Um, and I'll have to go and look into uh, time crystal again. The, the most recent time that I have seen anything um, involving a time crystal is Strange New Worlds on Star Trek. So here we go. Uh, let's move on to the next article. Again, all of these articles you can find over, well, you can find a little snippet of the articles over on, um, oops, pardon me, uh, over on Ometown. Um, but you can also find them here in the show notes. You click on them and uh, it'll take you to Ometown. Then you click on visit the source when you want to know more, or you can comment there. Um, but I'm really here to talk about this stuff on Twitch, over on YouTube, and the podcast. So I like talking about this stuff in real time. Um, but we can all chat here on uh, hometown.com uh, after the show and before the show and during the show. But anyway, show up. Um, the This next article is in the Daily News Show. The banking crisis hammered crude oil prices so much that OPEC stepped in with a shock one mar- million barrel a day production cut. Um, That's right. I read about this uh, when it first happened. OPEC plus nations announced oil outputs uh, cutting 1.2 million barrels a day on Sunday Um, went into effect and uh, crude oil prices uh, rose as much as 8% on the news. They had tumbled in March due to the bank crisis. Uh, The move is a precautionary measure aimed at supporting the stability of oil market um, of the oil market. But really to me, it's greed. Um, Huilang Tan is the author of this article over at businessinsider.com because uh, as this union of uh, countries that produce oil um, merge their economic, it's a union, which is really ironic because these same companies probably aren't too hip to unions, but hey, you can form an economic union if you have the producer power. Um, with impunity, by the way, because nobody's going to sit there and try and break this up. Right. Um, except that EV market is and solar and wind and whatever else is out there uh, and in the future, nuclear and so on. Um, that will change the tone of all of this. Anyway, Saudi Arabia, the de facto leader of the OPEC, uh, set of nations said on Sunday, um, It will cut crude production by 500 barrels a day from May till the end of 2023 as a precautionary measure aimed at supporting the stability of the oil market. And um, on the same day, Iraq, the UAE, Kuwait, Kazakhstan, Algeria, and Oman also announced their production cuts of 650,000 barrels a day uh, through their media outlets. Um, Alexander Novak, the deputy prime minister of Russia, said on Sunday the country will uh, be extending its 500,000 barrel a day production cut until the end of 2023 per TASS state news agency, which people aren't supposed to be buying from Russia anyway, Um, at least not member states. Uh, Thanks to the shock production cuts totaling about 1.15 million barrels per day, crude oil prices rose sharply and gas prices are going to be going up, I'm sure. Um... Anyway, uh, then they talk about the politics of it, that it's going to maybe impact Saudi-U.S. relations. 
Yeah, well, wherever there's a lot of money, suddenly relations become a little bit more friendly for the money, money, money. Let's move on to the last article for today, and it is um, all about games. So five new Steam games you probably missed for April 3rd, 2023. Uh, I'm going to go straight over to PC Gamer and Sean Prescott sorting through every new game on Steam so you don't have to. Um, They um, mentioned Troublemaker. It's $16. It is on Steam. Came out on March 31st. Third person beat him up set in Indonesian high school. That's what Troublemaker is. It kind of reminds me of the cyberpunk series. Um, Man, and I have an itch on my leg that is just killing me. Um, And it's been there for the whole show. I just can't take it anymore. Um, So this is how the sausage is made, made, folks. So Troublemaker, and then there's Plasma. And by the way, I hadn't heard of uh, Troublemaker, and I haven't seen Plasma. Plasma looks like it might be fun. Um, it's over on Steam, released on March 31st for 20 bucks. This is not Steam. Well, this might be a Steam game, but um, it is not um, the video. So I'm actually going to play this one because I think it looks fun. I'll mute it. This looks like something um, like uh, like uh, not Lego, more like what is it? Playmobil or something like that, right? The the more rounded features that um, a toddler might have. A, um, this is interesting. You can actually build things and then remote control them, robots and things like that. Um, I'm pretty sure that some kids would really like that. Hell, a lot of adults would dig it. Anyway, it's called Plasma. It's out on Steam for early access. Then there's another one called Crush the Industry. Um, came out on March 31st. It's only 10 bucks. It's another deck builder folks. And yes, it's a roguelike, which most of them seem to be. Uh, but Crush the Industry stands out thanks to an amusing premise. You're a totally expendable employee at a game studio, and your goal is to rise through the ranks and become a hot shit industry veteran. Huh. There was another company that said something similar to that. I think they're EA, maybe? I'm not sure. Uh, Lunark is the next one. It's uh, released on March 31st, $18. Lunark is a side-scrolling cinematic platformer, which means it plays like Prince of Persia or Another World. I loved Prince of Persia. Uh, Rather than, say, Hollow Knight or uh, Super Meat Boy. Um, Protagonist Leo is a courier working on a distant planet ruled by a totalitarian regime, but he's a remarkably agile courier and quite handy with firearms, too. Oh, this might be fun. I will add it uh, to my list. Saga of Sins is uh, available its uh, release was March 31st, 13 bucks. Saga Sins is a Metroidvania with a distinctive stained glass art style. Sounds pretty amazing. Let me play it. Well, I'll play the video. Let's see if there's something in here. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, everything looks like it's stained glass. This is pretty cool. Wow. Um, I really dig the art. I would love an actual a piece of this as uh, stained glass. I like that style. 
Anyway, pretty cool stuff. Um, go and check it all out. There's much, much more in all of the little snippets uh, over at PC Gamer. Thanks to Sean Prescott's writing um, and drawing some attention to it. I hope that I send some people over there to check it all out. And that's it for today. Dun, dun, dun. It is uh, April 3rd, 2023. Hometown Daily News Show is done. Go to the front of uh, hometown.com. You mash the name hometown there in the top left corner and it refreshes with a bunch of other stuff. And apparently Apple has reportedly started a small number of corporate layoffs. as we ramp up, everything is downsizing and um, it's all very public and messy, it seems. Um, good luck to everybody who is um, getting downsized. I think it sucks, but there you have it. I think we need more ethical CEOs. We need more uh, humane CEOs. We need more. Now, don't get me wrong. There are many, 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 right? But (laughs) the, the middle class and working class is being marginalized more and more and more. So when a company says we're getting rid of 30% of our business, 30% of it, and it's 40,000 people, that's a little bit, it's mind boggling. Right. I mean, it really should be this. That is an entire town being fired from one company. Right. Um, You know, my hometown 30 years ago was 100,000 people. So a third of my entire hometown being laid off um, just because it's distributed over a wider area of space doesn't make it any less uh, (laughs) inhumane when you're talking about the difference between uh, 15% and 13% profit on top of your uh, operating budget already being paid off. You know what I'm saying? I mean, for the cost of goods or services to be rendered, you have a certain value, right? Your profits on top of that (laughs) is what everybody talks about in terms of growth. Now, having massive profits on the heels of firing 30,000 people just seems really disgusting. And it's all because there are other stakeholders, stockholders primarily, um, that demand more, 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 more at the cost of all of the humans that are actually making all of this happen. So anyway, I am done for the night. Um, again, thank you very much for coming and, um, I hope you appreciate the soapbox a little bit and, and you dig it. Uh, let me know. You can send an email, um, to mayor at hometown.com and I look forward to uh, seeing you tomorrow. Thank you very much for your time. Bye-bye.